Good morning. All right. Today we're going to talk about the word rotten. R-O-T-T-E-N. But before I go into too much detail about that beautiful, ugly word rotten, let me introduce myself. My name's Ronan, and this is the Little Seal English Podcast. If this is your very first time here, welcome to the party. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the place where you will learn English and you will laugh your socks off. At least that's the fucking plan. So I'd strongly recommend that if it is your first time here, go back and listen to some of my older podcasts. This is like number 53, I think. And I've been rather inconsistent lately for various reasons, and I'll discuss those shortly. But I'd strongly recommend that you go back and listen to some of my older podcasts, take some notes, and just get ready to learn some English. So, my name's Ronan. I live in Canada. I'm from Ireland. I teach English. I climb mountains. I smoke weed. I drink coffee. I go swimming. And I love my job. All right. Enough about that. Let's learn how to use the word rotten in English. First, we're going to look at some idioms with rotten. Then, we will look at how to use the word rotten as an adjective. And finally, we will finish by looking at how to use rotten to describe smell. If you want transcripts and keyword lists, they are available on my Patreon page. That is www.patreon.com slash English. There is a link in the description to the transcripts and keywords. Anywho, I hope you enjoy. Okay, so moving on, we are going to have a look at three different idioms with the word rotten. The very first one is a rotten egg. The second one is to spoil somebody rotten. And the third one is a rotten apple spoils the bunch. So listen up on how to use these three different idioms with the word rotten. This next one is pretty funny because it reminds me of my childhood. And it's called a rotten egg. So, a rotten egg is the person who is the last one to arrive or to do something. A rotten egg is the slowest in a group at performing a certain task, usually going somewhere. So, it makes me laugh because when I was a kid in Ireland growing up, my siblings and I would always race somewhere and all it took was for one person to shout, last one there is a rotten egg. (laughs) And as soon as someone said that, the three of us would run and sprint as fast as we fucking could. We would run as if we were being chased by dogs. Because the last thing we wanted was to be a rotten egg. Now usually it was me. I was usually the rotten egg. I was the youngest, so I was the slowest runner. I was also the fattest. That might have something to do with it. 
because I was pretty tall. I was actually taller than both my siblings. Now I am anyways. I don't know when that happened, but probably after we played the rotten egg game. Anyways, what I was saying is I was always a rotten egg because I was too fat to run fast. And I used to get so fucking angry because like, I'm not an egg. I'm not a rotten egg. And I would just get into a little temper tantrum or something like that. Something stupid. But just looking at it now makes me laugh because I'm thinking back to all those times where, for example, we would be going somewhere in the car and no one wants to sit in the middle. Now, I used to always sit in the middle because I was the youngest. I was the baby of the family. But the thing is, I was a big fucking baby. So it got to a stage where little Ronan would not fit in the middle seat anymore. So, well, I would fit, but it was uncomfortable. I wanted a window seat because there was more fucking space and my siblings were tiny. So, someone would shout, last one to the car is a rotten egg. And we'd have to run to the car and whoever was last would have to sit in the middle seat. Um, when you're hanging out with your friends, maybe. Like, I will joke with my friends today. And if we're walking to the door of the house and we're outside, you look at the door, you look at your friend, and I'd go, hey, Jerry, last one to the door is a rotten egg. And we would sprint to the door. Just a little competition. I'd love to know if this type of idiom is in another country. And is it a rotten egg or is it a different fruit or is it a different vegetable, different fruit, because egg is a fruit. Is it something different? So let me know on Telegram or comment to Instagram or something like that. It'd be cool to know. So what you need to remember is that a person who is the rotten egg is the last one there or the slowest at performing a certain task. If you want to find out who is the rotten egg, you need to say... Last one, blah, 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 is a rotten egg. Last one to finish their dinner is a rotten egg. Last one to touch the door is a rotten egg. Last one to run to the car is a rotten egg. Last one to drink your beer is a rotten egg. I never lost that one. Last one to smoke your joints is a rotten egg. That's a new one. Anywho, what, yeah, that's what you need to know about a rotten egg. So that's a beautiful idiom. And the next one on my list also makes me laugh because I think that a lot of people can relate to it. And it is to spoil somebody rotten. Spoil. S-P-O-I-L. And if you spoil a person rotten, you treat them like the motherfucker fucking king or queen of life that's what you do you overindulge a person you treat them with the utmost respect and that is to spoil a person rotten now i have some examples here grandparents will often spoil their grandkids rotten i don't know about you but I remember always getting excited when my grandparents came because my granddad always had sweets on him or candy on him. And he would spoil us rotten. But grandmother would give out to him. And my mother would give out to him. But old Norman always had a secret or two. Norman was his name. That's a semi-popular name. Not so much anymore. It used to be popular back in the day. Protestant name. I'll tell you more about that later. 
in a different podcast. If I don't, make sure to ask me because it's a very interesting story. Send me a message and say, why is Norman a Protestant name? And I'll make a podcast about it. Back to spoil somebody rotten. So, grandparents will spoil their grandkids rotten. They'll give them lots of presents. They will give them lots of toys. They will give them lots of candy. Maybe they'll give them some money or something. And that is to spoil rotten. That's not necessarily negative. However, if you spoil a person rotten a lot, they might become selfish and demanding. And that's where the problem lies. Sure, it's okay to be spoiled rotten every now and again, but if you're spoiled rotten on a daily basis, oh, you're going to be selfish and you're going to be very demanding and you're going to have a rude wake-up call when you're not being spoiled rotten. So, for example, I was spoiled rotten as a kid and as a result, I am unable to live alone. I think we all know someone who was spoiled rotten as a kid. They were either spoiled rotten by their parents or their grandparents. If a kid is spoiled rotten by their parents, it's kind of like they want something and they get it. You know, there's no no for the child's life. The child has never heard the word no. And in that case, it is incredibly negative. Oh, look at Sarah over there. She always spoils her kid rotten. And as a result, her kid is a little shit. For example. Oh, look at that fat kid over there. He must have been spoiled rotten. Oh, that's Ronan. <laughs> yes, I used to be fat. I still am, but I'm working on it now. But <laughs> I laugh at my own jokes sometimes. If you can't laugh at your own jokes, what can you laugh at? So do you know anyone that was spoiled rotten by their parents? How did it turn out? Was it positive or negative for them? Do you know anyone that was spoiled rotten by their grandparents? Because it might not be as bad if it was the grandparents, but it would be bad if it was the parents and the grandparents, for example. So if a person is spoiled rotten, they're not going to know how to accept not getting something. Helicopter parents will spoil their child rotten. And it's not good if that happens. It's really not good because you overindulge someone. You give them a false sense of reality. You make them believe that they are the center of the universe when in reality they're not. Now, for example, my parents are going to come visit me in Canada. When they come to visit me, I am going to spoil them rotten. I can't wait for them to come visit me. And in that case, it's positive. So it's negative if it happens a lot, and for a child in particular. But my parents are coming to Canada. My parents are in their mid-60s. I'm excited, and I want to spoil them rotten. I want them to have the best trip in the world. I want to take them to hot springs. I want to get them the best food, the best drinks, the best views, the best books, the best whatever it is. Book them in for a massage at the hot springs. That's how you spoil a person rotten. You know, recently, I got married. And I don't know when this podcast has been released. I haven't planned when 
the release date is. But there will be an entire podcast about that because it's very interesting. So if it has been released, I recommend you listen. Otherwise, stay tuned because I'll tell you about it soon. But long story short, myself and my now wife went to a spa after our wedding. A spa. S-P-A. A spa is a place where you get spoiled rotten. A spa is a place where you are just relaxing all day and you're on cloud nine. A spa is a place where we got massages, she got her nails done, she got a lavender scrub. I never really knew that was a thing, but apparently it is. It's like they scrub you down with lavender and you smell nice. She did smell nice, like lavender, obviously. But in the day, in the morning, we'd go down to the swimming pool. It's outdoors. You'd sit in the hot tub. You'd go into a sauna, into a steam room. There was like seven or eight different steam rooms, all different temperatures. Saunas up to like 90 degrees. It was bliss. It was amazing. It was so relaxing. We were spoiled rotten in the spa. And we left. And how do you think we felt when we left? Relaxed? Happy? Light on our toes? Refreshed? Rejuvenated? No. We felt fucking shit because we were leaving to go back to our dingy apartment in Kelowna. (sighs) For like three days we were... Not spoiled, rotten afterwards, and we sat on the couch and cried every night because we do not live in a spa. But long story short, folks, if you go to a spa, you will be spoiled rotten. So to be spoiled rotten is to be treated like a king or queen. To be spoiled rotten is positive in the way that I want to spoil my parents rotten when they get to Canada. It's not a negative thing when your grandparents spoil you rotten because you might not see them all the time. But it is definitely going to be a negative thing, especially when it results in making a person selfish or demanding. So there you fucking go. Beautiful idiom. Spoil somebody rotten. Okay, so the last idiom with rotten I'd like to teach you today is a rotten apple. And more specifically, a rotten apple, (laughs) excuse me, a rotten apple spoils the bunch. A rotten apple spoils the bunch. So this is an idiom that we use to let a person know That there's one bad person in a group. And due to that one bad person, everyone is getting in trouble, essentially. So if there's a group of people and there's a problem. And this group of people is usually good. And suddenly they start doing bad things. There's a rotten apple in that group. If you have a group of people and there's one rotten apple in it, they can spoil the entire bunch. They can bring the good name of an entire group down. All it takes is one person to spoil something for everyone. And that one person is called the rotten apple. Now, I don't know if you've ever had 
a rotten apple in your hand. But it doesn't really feel very nice. And I don't know if you've ever seen a rotten apple amongst a load of good apples. We have two apple trees at my house in Ireland. My home house. And um, every autumn or every fall, depending where you are, we would pick the apples off the tree. Me and my siblings. My siblings and I. Whichever. And when we were putting the apples away into boxes, we would always wrap the apples in old newspaper. And that was to protect the other apples. Not necessarily to protect that apple. But essentially if one apple were to go rotten, it wouldn't get past the paper and the rotten the rot would not spread, essentially. So I actually looked this up to see if there is any truth to the expression one rotten apple spoils the whole barrel or one rotten apple can spoil the whole bunch. And yes, it is 100% accurate. So as it happens, if an apple um, has physical damage, so if an apple bruises or if it gets a bruise, it produces ethylene, which is a chemical, I guess, and in turn leads to an increased internal temperature, causing a breakdown of chlorophyll and the synthesis of other pigments. And that basically means that when it produces this... Um, Ethylene, E-T-H-Y-L-E-N-E, that can spread and it can break down the tissue of the other ones. It basically starts a chain reaction which stimulates the process in other apples. So that's something that you gotta be so careful with. You have to make sure that if there is a rotten apple, that you get rid of it quickly. Because otherwise, all the other apples will also get spoiled. So that's the literal meaning of it. Now, of course, there is a figurative meaning for this one. And as I said, when I started talking about this particular idiom, it just basically means that something or someone bad spoils everything for everyone else. So all it takes is one bad person to ruin the name of an organization or a group. And that is, a rotten apple spoils the barrel or the bunch. Can you think of an organization or a group of people that has a rotten apple? Can you think of just one person who has destroyed an organization and the rot has spread throughout the organization? Do you have a group of friends? And in that group of friends, was there a rotten apple? Think about when you were kids. Was there one friend who was always encouraging you to do bad things? Was that person the rotten apple? It's interesting to find out. Anyways, those are a couple of idioms related to rotten. A rotten egg, to spoil a person rotten, and a rotten apple spoils the bunch. I hope you enjoyed those idioms. Okay, so let's take a look at using rotten for other things. Not just idioms, not just um, a smell, but listen to the next six sentences. Listen to how the word rotten is used 
and then try to come up with a definition for what that rotten means. All right, so six sentences coming your way. Number one, it's been a rotten July. It rained nearly every day so far. It's cold. I can't believe it's July. It feels more like October or November. It's been rotten. Two. I've had a rotten day. Woke up, hopped into the car. Car won't start. Have to walk to work. Arrive to work late. Go to eat lunch. Left lunch in the car. Go to buy lunch. Left my wallet on the kitchen counter. Went to walk home and it started to rain. Today was absolutely rotten. Three. My wife had a rotten weekend. It was her period and she was not enjoying it. Cramps and emotions were just the tip of the iceberg. Four. I had a rotten sleep last night. My neighbours were playing music until like... 5am, and then the birds started singing at 6am. I did not sleep a wink. It was a rotten sleep. 5. I feel rotten. I drank way too much beer last night and ate a pizza at like 3am. The pizza is just sitting in my stomach. I'm hungover. I feel rotten. Six. Oh, there's Ali. He's been having a rotten time recently. His husband left him for the dog sitter. He lost his job. His mother got diagnosed with cancer and his car was stolen yesterday evening. He's been having a really rotten time. I hope he's okay. So... Those were the sentences, numbers one to six. The idea for you is to listen to them, listen to the context, and try to figure out exactly what the word rotten means. Can you come up with a definition for this use of rotten? For example, number one. In number one, I'm talking about how it's been a rotten July. It's rained every day. It's cold. I cannot believe it's July because it feels more like October or November. So, what is the weather usually like in July? Well, generally speaking, it's sunny, it's hot, it's blue skies. In fact, it's usually boiling or roasting in July, but not this July. This July, it is the exact opposite. It's cold, it's wet. So in this example here, in number one, rotten was used to describe the weather. And that is a very common way to use the word rotten. It's an absolutely rotten day outside. It is just raining, it's lashing, it's windy, it's storming, there's thunder, there's a blizzard, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. And so if I say the weather is rotten, that means the weather is bad. Now, of course, everyone is different. So maybe for me, I feel the weather is rotten, but maybe you particularly enjoy it. Everyone is different. However, this summer, and this is not a joke, in Kelowna, in British Columbia, June was absolutely rotten. 
It rained so much in June. Now it's July and thankfully it's starting to get a little bit better, a little bit warmer, less rain. So June was rotten. So far, July has been 50-50. So that was an example of using the context of number one to really understand what the word rotten means. So you should go back, listen again, identify the word, and then listen to the other information. Listen for clues to help you identify it. But now I'm just going to tell you exactly how we can use the word rotten. So number one was obviously we use rotten for the weather. Now another way to use rotten is for a bad period of time. Like if you have a bad weekend, a bad month, or a bad year, that is a period of time. And that was examples number two and number six. In number two, I talk about waking up, my car won't start, I forget my um, lunch for work, I go to walk home, it starts raining, it was a terrible, terrible day. Then I also talk about Ali in number six, and he's been having a rotten time recently. Why? Well, his husband left him, he lost his job, his mom got diagnosed with cancer, and his car was stolen. So altogether, Ali is not having a good period of time. Ali is having a rotten time right now. If you feel rotten, you might also feel sick. And that was examples number three and number five. So in number three, I'm talking about my wife having her period. And she's not enjoying it because she has back cramps, everything hurts, headaches, etc, etc. In number five, I talk about feeling rotten due to the negative effects of drinking, too much alcohol, and eating food very late. Have you ever eaten food at night and then you wake up and you automatically regret it? That is what I was going for with example number five. Heck, even if it's not even in the middle of the night, if I eat fast food, it sits in my stomach until the next morning and I feel absolutely rotten when I wake up. Now, the last example that I used for rotten was for number four, actually, and it was rotten for sleep. And this is a really common collocation with rotten. So if you have a rotten sleep, you do not sleep at all. You cannot sleep. Think about noisy neighbors. Maybe your house is too warm or maybe your house is too cold. Maybe you have too much stress and you cannot relax and as a result of the stress, you cannot sleep. There's many reasons why you might have a rotten sleep. But the big one for you to remember is if you have a rotten sleep, you don't sleep at all. So, hey Ronan, how was your sleep? Ugh, it was absolutely rotten. I didn't get a wink. Did not get a wink means I did not sleep at all. So, rotten can be used for weather, can be used for a bad period of time, can be used to describe um, an ill feeling, and it can be used for sleep. Now just listen to these different examples of me using the word rotten and using it in different grammar tenses, okay? So number one, I've had a terrible day, or I've been having a terrible day. I had a terrible weekend last weekend. 
I've been having a terrible week. Surely it can't get any worse. I've been having a rotten week. Surely it can't get any worse. It's been an absolutely horrible week. I'm getting shit-faced on Friday. It's been an absolutely rotten week. I'm getting shit-faced on Friday. So when you come up with these words or listen to these words, try to make some sentences with the words. Try to make sentences in different grammar tenses, for example. Now I have some questions for you. And I'd like you to answer those questions to yourself, to your dog, to whoever, to whatever. But you should probably record your answers. It's a really good technique for learning English is to record your answers and listen back to them and then try to be a little bit critical on yourselves. So I have five questions, food for thought. Just listen and in your own time answer the questions. Number one. If you are having a rotten day where everything is going against you, what can you do to decompress or unwind? Number two, if you have a hangover and feel rotten, is there any comfort food you like to eat? Number three, for you, what is an example of rotten weather? Number four, if you feel rotten, you feel sick. What are some ways or some lifestyle tips you can use to avoid feeling rotten? And number five. If your best friend is having a rotten day, what can you do to make them feel better? All right, folks, there you go. So that is just an example of some other ways on how to use rotten. So, let's talk about a rotten smell. A rotten smell. So, a rotten smell is going to be sometimes figurative and sometimes literal. So, figurative is not real and literal is 100% real. So, if something, if there's a literal rotting smell coming from your kitchen, you can... <laughs> Sniff the air and smell something bad. But if there's a figurative rotten smell, you sniff, but you don't smell anything because it's figurative. So listen to these next six sentences and try to identify if they are figurative or literal examples using the word rotten. All right. Number one. There's a rotten smell coming from your kitchen. When is the last time you took the trash out? Number two. There's a rotten smell coming from the police station. I don't trust anyone there. Three. Did you leave the fish on the counter overnight? There's an absolutely rotten smell in the kitchen. It'll take forever to get rid of it. Four. Something smells rotten here. 
I'm not sure we can trust them. Five. I wanted to buy a car at the dealership, but something smelt rotten. And six. Ugh, my feet smell rotten. I should change my socks on a more regular basis. So six different sentences there. Some of them are figurative and some of them are literal. I'm going to give you the answers in a moment. So if you're not sure, pause it, go back, listen again, and try to identify figurative use or literal use of the word rotten. And here are the answers. Number one, a rotten smell coming from your kitchen, literal. Number two, a rotten smell coming from the police station, figurative. Number three, fish on the counter overnight, very, very literal. Number four, something smells rotten, I'm not sure if we can trust them, that is figurative. Five, wanting to buy a car at a dealership, but it smells rotten, figurative. And six, your feet smell rotten, literal. So go back, listen to those again. And, you know, it's pretty easy to understand the literal sense, where it's a bad smell, it's an awful smell, it's a smell that makes you sick. But the figurative one has a couple of different meanings. And we're going to focus on the figurative meaning first. So, if I use the word rotten in a figurative way, there's no smell. Like, you cannot smell anything. There's nothing wafting through the air. It generally means you don't trust something. Like, think about a car dealership. Have you ever bought a car at a dealership? I bought one car at a dealership, and I swore I would never do it before that. Now, I was very lucky. I had a very positive experience. I did my research. But having worked in the automotive industry myself, I used to work in a garage. I've had many jobs. But having worked in the automotive industry, I can tell you right now, there are a lot of rotten car dealerships in Canada. And that just means that, you know, maybe, maybe the dealership is not being honest about the vehicles. Have you seen the movie Matilda? That movie from the 90s with the girl with magic powers. Danny DeVito is the father. Look him up, great actor. So Danny DeVito plays the father and he runs a car dealership and he's always fixing the cars to look better than they are. For example, he turns back the odometer so the mileage of the car looks incredibly low. Well, I would say there's a rotten smell coming from Matilda's dad's dealership. You cannot trust them. You might buy the car, but it will probably be a lemon. So in this case here, in this example with the figurative use of the word rotten, it just means that you cannot trust them. Something smells rotten. Now don't say it to a person's face because it's a very aggressive term. It means that you're calling someone out for their bullshit. So be careful how you use it. I would use it talking to my friends and like I'd talk to my girlfriend in the car and it'd be like, I don't know if we can trust them. Something just smells rotten about them. 
In the other examples, I spoke about, what was the other one? The police station. Think about a movie or, or maybe even where you live, I don't know. But if there is a corrupt police force, you can absolutely say there's a rotten police force here. Something smells rotten in the police station. I do not trust them. Now, I'm from Ireland where, yes, of course, like every country, we have corruption, but I don't think it's as rotten as other countries. I was watching a movie there the other day, or a TV show, called Reacher, R-E-A-C-H-E-R. -E -E it's about a guy who is huge, like a jacked motherfucker, giant, very muscular man. And he goes to a very small town in the middle of nowhere, USA. And there's something rotten in that town. Let me tell you, there's a rotten smell in that town. And it's basically him trying to uncover the truth about whatever the fuck is going on in that town. So he arrives into town and he notices there's a rotten smell coming from somewhere. And it's his job to find out what is creating the figurative rotten smell. Now, we spoke about a literal one, too, and the literal one is where you can actually smell it. So, like, if you don't take out the garbage, there'll be a rotten smell in your house. If you drive past a landfill, there'll be a rotten smell. Have you ever been on the subway in New York City? Sometimes it smells rotten. Absolutely bleh, disgusting. So... Uh, oh, another one. A baby's diaper will smell rotten. How do babies smell so bad? Like, seriously. Sometimes you feel you just need to call the military in to get rid of the bad diapers. And I don't even have kids. And I'm aware. Reason number 52 for not having children. They smell rotten sometimes. Okay, so. Essentially, when we're talking about a rotten smell... A smell, in particular a rotten smell, it either means one, it's a very bad smell, or two, it is an incredibly corrupt area, or you don't trust someone. I think the best example is the car dealership. Think about buying a car at a dealership on the highway. So that's quite popular in Canada. You drive down the highway in a, in a town or a city and just on the side of the road, there might be 10 cars lined up and they're selling the cars. You need to be very careful. They might sell you a lemon. There's a good word, a lemon. And no, I'm not talking about the fruit. A lemon is a car that has many, many problems. Did you buy a lemon? Is my car a lemon? I don't know if I want to buy a car from that dealership. It smells rotten and we might buy a lemon by mistake. So a lemon, yes, it is a yellow fruit. It grows on a tree. Great with tequila. But also a lemon is a car that you just bought that has many problems. And you probably bought it from a dealership with a rotten smell. That's a great one, a rotten smell. There's a rotten smell coming from parliament buildings. Those politicians are up to something. So, now you know how to use the word rotten smell. Can you think about the last time you smelled a rotten smell? Literally and figuratively.
I can't think of any figurative examples off the top of my head. I'm usually quite good at it. And in terms of literal smells, oh man, <laughs> I can think of a bad one right now. Um, I went away last weekend with my girlfriend and we had taken some food out of the freezer to defrost and take with us to the mountains like a dinner because we don't want to cook when we're in the mountains it's we we do sometimes but it's easier just to bring food pre-prepared and just warm it up on a fire but we forgot the food and we left it on the kitchen counter for three or four days so we come back to the apartment we open the door <laughs> smell oh fuck there's a rotten smell coming from our kitchen and yes the food was on the counter and because it was a little warm in the apartment the smell was rotten oh i was disgusting i had to open the windows and just get rid of it and bring it outside immediately so there was a rotten smell coming from my kitchen after my vacation because i left food on the counter by mistake it is what it is okay so that was a rotten smell let me know if you have any questions about it and that ladies and gentlemen and people is that that is my podcast about the word rotten so there were some idioms at rotten there was uh, how to use the word rotten as an adjective and of course, rotten for smell, which has quite a few meanings, figuratively and literally. So my name is Ronan. This is the Little Seal English Podcast. Um, please check out my Instagram page. That's Little Seal English on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. Everywhere like that. Please share my podcast with people. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. If you did not enjoy it, I don't know why you're still listening, but share it with someone you don't like. Piss them off. Um, transcripts and keyword lists are available on my Patreon page. I'm adding more podcasts there every week. And uh, yeah, big plans for the future. So stay tuned and I hope to be chatting to you soon. Oh, join my Telegram group as well. It's free. I post materials, talk to people there. Great way to join the community. But overall, hope you're happy, hope you're healthy and thank you for listening. Take care now. <laughs>